0: What's going on ladies and gentlemen, it's your host with the most, the best from the Midwest, the overweight lady lover, your not so local supervillain, ladies want him, men want to be him, your global icon and national treasure, Starks, aka Hollywood Starks Hogan, a.k.a. Big Chowder, a.k.a. Go Grab the Bill, a.k.a. Starsky Hutchinson, a.k.a. Chase Manhattan, a.k.a. Chase Money, a.k.a. God Body, a.k.a. The Wavecap Warrior, a.k.a. Did the PayPal clear yet? Yes. I like that. And I welcome you, to another wonderful edition of the Fake Wolf Pack Podcast. Yes. As you can see, some things are changing. We've added a few AKAs. Um, I've been getting some, some pull in from the universe telling me that I've been slipping and forgetting a whole bunch of AKAs and things of that nature. So if you have any that I'm missing, please reach out and holler at our player. So let's get into this WWE Universe news. So I've seen this a bunch of times. I'm certain if you're in tune and keeping your ear to the streets, you've seen that the International Superstar shakeup has been announced for some time in April, I believe, April 15th through the 16th. That is, I think it's before WrestleMania. I'm not sure on that one. Um, They say there's going to be superstars from the UK brand as well. So, we'll see who's getting called up. My guess is it's going to be Pete Dunne and probably like Rhea Ripley or Tony Storm or something like that. But hey, whatever. We'll friggin' see. Um, in other news, Mufasa Ali has been pulled from the Elimination Chamber match due to injury. Everyone was looking hopeful to see him in that match. We've all wanted to uh, really see this kid shine. Hopefully, that leads to. A universal championship push. Yeah, I know you keep hearing me talk about it. I think that it's actually going to start happening. And we got an announcement for Ruby Riot versus Ronda Rousey at the Elimination Chamber. So that was kind of just hastily put together. There was no promotion or any build up for this match until any point of this week. So yeah, hopefully that. This leads to something happening in the Elimination Chamber. Some more moving and grooving from the universe. So, let's go ahead and talk about some Monday Night Raw. It was pretty eventful. It started off with the Becky No Apology promo. Where the authority, Shane, I'm sorry, uh, Triple H and Stephanie would like Becky to apologize for hitting them. Um... This is nothing new. Sorry to say, I like the angle, don't get me wrong, but this is just nothing but Stone Cold and Vince McMahon BS, which um, it's cool to see it get reinvented and reworked, but I just wish that the invention was for the best. Nonetheless, uh, if Becky doesn't apologize, she doesn't go to WrestleMania. It doesn't seem, I don't see why those two even correlate, but it's happening. Um... So, we get a Riot Squad versus Samoan Slaughterhouse, which, all jokes aside, Tamina and Nia Jax need to transition to being called the Samoan Slaughterhouse. That is an awesome tag team name, and it's being wasted for some shitty joke that they made. But, hey, um, we get to see, we had a collective tag team match, Riot Squad versus Samoan Slaughterhouse versus the hug connection the boss hug connection um I like the match uh Bailey really is being underutilized in this hold of it there's a bunch of women I think I might even do a, a episode about just the underutilized people who are in the WWE and really bust that down I might uh do a video synopsis for that we'll see how that goes um but yeah man she's being really underutilized she has a really really good move set but I don't think this match helped push Elimination Chamber. I don't think the random tag team matches has been helping set that whole scene and makeup up uh, more and more prominent for him. But it was, like I said, a good match and good moves. It was weird seeing Liv wrestle in Vans. She's usually in like Jordans and stuff. So I found that very odd and peculiar. Um, hopefully there's some type of story behind that. Uh next we had finn versus drew mcintyre why why um why is even bobby lashley there i don't understand that why is it so many times that there is i'm tired of saying why with drew mcintyre and bobby lashley and fucking finn balor all i ever say for those gentlemen is why why i don't get it kurt comes to the rescue then hey you know what we get another six-man tag match. Boy, am I fucking tired of those. Can we stop doing that? Can we just have shorter, quicker individual matches or develop more things in the background? I know it's a three-hour show, but I am i know I feel like I'm speaking for the mass majority where we can say that we are tired of the six-man tag matches leading us to nowhere. But moving on, we had Nikki Cross versus Ruby Riot that has the potential of being a really good feud. I feel like Nikki Cross could be like that fourth member of the riot squad. I feel like they that is the added needed added spice and character that they need to really showcase their group dynamic. Cause right now it doesn't seem like anybody's really pushing the envelopes and doing much. They don't seem too too crazy. Um just a little bit, but nobody's really, really Really, really pushing those limits. She's got the crazy angle dialed in on 100%. But they had a really good match. I would love to see more of Nikki Cross versus Ruby Riot. I would just love to see more Nikki Cross matches. Because she brings the best out of people. And she's a really good seller on the shit that she does. Next we had the rematch of EC3 versus Dean. Um, Dean pulls this one off and neither one of these has been like a spectacular just clean victory but uh it's a weird slow build and i guess it's a thing now um but hey whatevs i really i don't know it just didn't that just didn't feel like the one for me but hey whatevs it's cool to see ec3 on television and everything i just wish that my man uh, worked and developed a little bit more with Dean to give a little bit more of an angle. I think if they did some more inessentials or some, something like that or something of the source to develop this rivalry, I know it's the second match or whatever like that, but I'm still hoping that more gets a push from it. And next we have the Revival versus Rude and Gable. Um, I know many people are over the tag team division in... Both of the major brands, because the SmackDown division is looking like poops as well. But, nonetheless, uh, they're trying to shake things up and trying to give the fans what they want. It seems like the people are making a push for the Revival to hold down the tag team belts. I like the match that they put on. It wasn't a... It's not a marquee match. The Revival versus Rude and Gable... sad to say cuz all those guys are great performers and it's just that they weren't giving this the steam to do so to be the larger thing that it could be nonetheless a really good match you really got to see the revival's moves and their move sets and pushing it forward i know there's a lot of um tag teams are actually hurt out of that division so it's it's pretty good hopefully this leads to something going on with heavy machinery or just just more and more people and just more and more interaction so it's cool that the revival picks up the belts and we get more of a change and a reason to tune into the monday night raw because everything from now until april it looks very dismal so like they have to do more things of this nature to make the build-up for WrestleMania that much more grand. I believe we had uh, some weird feud with Elias and the Lucha House Party. I don't know. There's, There's no real destination for Elias, and I feel sorry for him because he was once so over, and now it's just every week you get to see that slowly everything just turns and turns and turns and then the point that he was over boy could he not hold any gold could we not do anything to keep pushing him over but you know what else that's just more into the creative aspect of what they might have planned for him uh i'm not even sure but elias to me it feels like he's got one foot out the door right now so we'll friggin see Okay, so before we get into SmackDown, I forgot a couple of key things for what happened on Raw. So before the end and the final call of the show, we had Becky finally give her apology to the authority and everything and whatever. So she finally got reinstated to the WrestleMania match and she tries to talk all stern to him. Then Ronda comes out and they have their weird little stare down and nobody does anything. Then the big dog, Vince McMahon, hits his music. They cue him up. He comes in and he says, you know what, bitch? Fuck you, Becky. I don't like your attitude. Enough of that. You ain't the man. I'm the man. And I'm going to show you how low my nuts hang. And he says, take you out of WrestleMania. We need a real champion, a real fucking person with flair. Here's Charlotte Flair. Boom. Everybody hates that. And in a off-air segment, the Riot Squad comes out of nowhere And attacks Ronda Rousey and Becky Lynch. Now, all things considered, Ronda Rousey handled all three of these women the week beforehand. So, hey, cool beans, do what you gotta do. But I don't know what they expected to happen when they actually had Becky Lynch in the ring. So let's flash forward to SmackDown. We get a awesome promo from Charlotte. She drops nothing but a bunch of truth. It's all very subliminal to like what's going on and how like everything actually works. So if you ever get a chance, go back in and like really watch this promo. I'm pretty sure WWE has a provided for you on the internet because they need some more clickbait. So we go into the Fabulous Glow versus the Iconics and Fire and Desire Boy, oh boy, do I not like two of those three names. Um, when we talk about like great heel work, the Iconics have it so dialed in. They might seem a little tongue-in-cheek to you, but they're very well into their characters. Throughout this whole entire match, they tagged in one time, and just every time something happened, they hopped down off the apron so they couldn't get tagged back into the match. I don't understand why they're having triple threat tag team matches like this instead of just having three competitors or a competitor from each team in the uh in the ring at all times but nonetheless it really showed what the Iconics can do as far as being a uh some heels or whatever have you or being actual team so we got to see some good teamwork between Naomi and Carmella I wish that they had some time to build this up because it wasn't too long ago that they had their own personal feud and they go into it and we get this and everything but they had some good tandem moves so I would love to see that this actual tag division heat up but let's not forget that there is a SmackDown Women's Championship and nobody's even fighting for it nor have we seen Asuka all month long but you know who's keeping track Um, next we have the Gauntlet match to determine the order for the uh, men's elimination chamber for the wwe championship we all know that mufasa ali was out and he was being replaced with a member from the new day so we didn't know who 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 yeah okay so we didn't know who it was going to be so we got um kofi kingston and Kofi put on a fucking hell of a show, man. Shouts out to it being Black History Month, and we get this awesome showing from Kofi. He beats Daniel Bryan, which is a hell of a statement. Um, Pins him cleanly, square in the middle of the ring. Uh, He beat Samoa Joe. He beat Jeff Hardy. Um, who else? Uh, He lost to AJ Styles. AJ got him with a calf crusher, I believe. I'm pretty sure that's the finish on that. Then RKO, out of nowhere, gets AJ, but man, this was what we needed to see from Kofi. I hope this leads to more of a push and things happening for him, but the universe is like going crazy about it. There's memes, there's a whole push. I, I shit you not, watching the Rumble, all the kids picked Kofi to win it, and they were like, this is the gear for Kofi, and I'm like, where the fuck do you even get that? But, they might be on to something, and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with being wrong, and I'm very excited to see what else can for happen for Kofi, but This two-hour show, how SmackDown is doing it, I think Raw needs to either, one, cut down their time or work into another producer. Because SmackDown, every week, man, they dial it in where your time is more efficient and more utilized wisely. Same thing with NXT. So, another good showing from SmackDown. Fucking with it. And let's finally talk NXT. I think I can do a whole show devoted just to NXT and just everything. And it's the shortest produced show that um, WWE has. That um, NXT UK and 205 Live. And I'm thinking, like, you know, maybe I should start watching 205 Live. Let's see what's going on over there. See how, you know, that show is rocking. Same thing with NXT UK. I always try, but then it's something that happens. And I'm like, oh, shit, this is boring. We need to do more. Anywho. So we roll into this week's edition of NXT. We get uh, Die Jack vs. Shane Thorne, a.k.a. The Less Mighty. Boy, I know they got rid of one half of the Mighty, but they're just doing Shane dirty. I hope this isn't his like own personal doing or thinking or whatever. He didn't change the theme music from the tag team. Hell, he didn't even change his fucking attire. And his merch just says the worst, which it is. And his whole gimmick now is bringing out the worst of people or whatever. And if he's gonna be a heel, man, like let's just let's just dial it in. Let's get like full concise ideas. The dude can really fucking wrestle. He's charismatic. He has a good look about himself. All of these things, but just not giving him a fair shake. And we can't put this on the creativity work of the people of NXT because independent wrestlers, you are solely. The one person taking care of everything. Hell, look at Ricochet. Hell, look at Will Ospreay. Hell, look at Marty Scrolls. So there's really no fucking excuse for Shane Thorne going through whatever the fuck he is going through over there. I think he can take some stuff into his hands and really dial in on his character. Um Like I said, the guy can really, really wrestle. He's got some really good moves. And he's a very interesting guy. Um, But is just half-assed. Really fucking half-assed good match for die jack he's starting to get over with the people um the dude's got some really really nice moves as well six seven he can high fly he's got a really nice super kick on him strong dude the feast your eyes move is turning out pretty well that's starting to get over so that's cool i hope they start moving into the mid card belt position and they start doing shit um They had a promo for after the uh, Three Horsewomen versus uh, the Flying Pirates and the EST. And they just tried to shoot that whole aftermath. So we're probably going to get an EO Shirai versus uh, Bianca Belair match. Um, Bianca kept saying she was undefeated. And you're not. you lost. No matter how you cut it. That's cool. She just needs to develop on like another gimmick. She might need to stop saying undefeated and just saying the EST, moving into the strongest, the fastest, like you know what I'm saying, that whole thing, the smartest, all that shit. Just move back into the actual EST. Um, just drop the undefeated. But I think that's gonna be a good match, but I wouldn't want to see those two going at it. It's starting to seem like the NXT women's division needs a mid card build as well. There's just far too many ladies and stuff going on. And it's just there's not a push or never like a real bracket system. I know they're trying to get more people time on television and more things working out. See you. But, you know, I think there should be another mid card belt for that. Uh, duh, 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 duh. So we get a weird segment. Of, speaking of Flying Pirates. Let's, let's, we'll always keep bringing this up. Boy, should they have been put into the Elimination Chamber match. That would have been dope. And we're actually giving us more reason from across all different brands to watch that. Uh, we get a Cassius Ono oh weird promo between the Stacy Urban Jr. and Alberto Carrillo match. And Keith Lee knocks him out. Keith Lee's got like great mic work. He's very charismatic and everything. I, once again, I just wish that these people start moving towards this mid-card belt. Let's get more people in the North American Championship race. Let's fill up the crowd with some shit. Let's get some more people into the heavyweight belts. Like, all of that type of shit, man. I just feel that it's a lot of stagnant, not going anywhere type shit, and the same three people keep fighting for the belts. But, hey, what else? Let's talk Alberto Carrillo, man. That kid is fucking talented. So, you get the street prophets versus Alberto and Stacy. Or I'm sorry, I think I called him Steve Irvin before. Stacy Irvin Jr. Um, this was his uh NXT debut as well. Uh, kids got moves. Um, very athletic, very strong guy. I think he needs some better attire. I'm not really digging the disco pants. Um, but him and Alberto, they work fairly well together. Uh, Alberto always goes out and he'll have really good, sweet tag team matches or he'll put somebody else on. But, like, he outperforms everyone every time. They never give this dude a chance. Like, if they don't put him on 205 Live or just keep moving him around, I honestly feel like him and Noem Dar have done UK work as well. But, man, like, that kid just deserves such a push. He he moves better than Montez Ford and and just just everything of that nature. I really like what I was seeing what was going on with him. I wish that that he just got a push. So hopefully this starts to lead more into it because this is probably the fifth or sixth flop match I've seen with him in it. That was leading up to the War Raiders coming in and dropping a fire friggin promo and telling everyone like you know you're out here talking about these belts but who the fuck is really fighting for them so they come up and act like they're gonna like rush the ring oh i'm sorry before we hop into that street profits cut a terrible promo boy oh boy do they need to work on their mic work i don't know what was going on after this match they were like two charged up or whatever they were just yelling andrew uh i'm sorry angelo dawkins didn't even say any words didn't he just was just yeah yeah just didn't know what to do and from a person who talks on a microphone and i've watched people talk all day he just legit didn't know what the fuck to do which is all cool which is all fine this is the place where you go to practice and do things and i don't feel like they have been practicing in their own spare time on their microphone skills so it showed and it showed pretty badly in my eyes but it seems like i'm the main stickler for the street profits I I don't know I think it's a personal thing I would I, I so want them to do better just as black people and the with the gimmick and characters that they portray. So nonetheless they cut this promo at least to the War Raiders coming out and a whole bunch of other tag teams you get uh, the one two punch uni and Danny Birch and you get uh, some other UK team or whatever. Nonetheless, they all come out. War Raiders just cleans house, or whatever. Um, first, War Raiders could jump by the Undisputed Era, which can I say, tonight was a night for like really, really good heel work. Um, Undisputed Era looked like a freaking pack of wolves, man. They came in, shut things down, and they got the War Raiders into the ring and everything like that, but the War Raiders clear out the ring and they get to stare down back with the Undisputed Era and just everybody's laid to waste. So the War Raiders are really getting pushed over. They're looking like this premier tag team, like how they need to be. As far as tag team divisions go, like NXT's got it on point right now because the War Raiders are exactly who should be holding belts and doing things of the nature that they're doing. So that leads to. A Aaliyah and Tynera Kanchi match. Uh really bad finish. They're trying to push Aaliyah and she doesn't her character's all about being like snobby and over the top and wearing fancy garbs and shit like that. And uh Yeah, like that's all fine, but she can't really do I don't know, she's just not creative in the ring, she's not super selling. I would like to see her in some porno. But as far as wrestling goes, not so much there. Um, Once again, this is the ground where they go to breed and work on their characters. What she's doing with Vanessa Bourne, like they really got some super sexy shit going on, but I think they need to dial it in as far as like move sets and shit. Like this isn't TNA, so you can't just be TNA. Ooh, I like what I did there. So, like, they got to actually develop these characters. If they're going to be, like, seductress and shit like that, they should have been, like, I don't know, just more and more dirty. Like, seduce the fucking, seduce the referee. Do some other shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, make make them, I don't know, just just keep getting the best of everyone. Nonetheless, the Tainara Kanchi, really good performer, man. But uh, just the crowd just didn't get behind her at all. And she had, like, an extensive uh jiu-jitsu and mma background so i was expecting a little bit more out of her but nonetheless Aliyah gets the victory and everything with some help from vanessa Bourne, and shana blazer comes out and i'm sorry uh the three horsewomen come out clean house and everything first they beat up vanessa Bourne and all that other type of shit so you think they're going to actually help uh Tynera, the other MMA chick and they just wipe her to waste and they look like a well-oiled machine this is the first time from what I've seen them attack people and do stuff they look good they move good it's they look strong they look like a team they look like a unit they look like they you know what I'm saying they've got that chemistry and that was really cool to see and Shayna cuts a fucking promo she was like you oh, leave us the fuck alone da 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 it's good work Real good set. It sets the tone for the division, and that's why I say they need another belt. Because if Shane is running around doing the shit with this pack of wolves or whatever, there's at least ten other women in this division that's not being utilized or doing things. I'm not saying like uh, Candice Ray or none of that. Shit. I'm saying like not seeing any TV, not doing shit. There's so many of them that just aren't into any place or whatever. Nonetheless, really good showing. and we're not even at the main event, which is. <laughs> Ricochet versus Adam Cole. Anytime you get these two in a building, it's going to be a five-star match. Uh, they're developing such a really good and rich um rivalry that it's to the point that they don't need belts. They don't need that. They're just going to give you awesome motherfucking matches. And it's great that you can fuck around and get a five-star quality match. This is the second week in a row that, nonetheless regardless of whatever, you get a five-star match on NXT. And I was going to say Tony Nese versus Noem Dar on uh, 205 Live is probably the best match of the week. Um, That's just because I'm not trying to give it to Ricochet and Adam Cole because, shit, man, you're going to get another Ricochet and Adam Cole match and it's going to be fucking amazing. But nonetheless, it was just really, really good. And you get, uh, after the match, you get the Undisputed Era come out and they jump Ricochet and all the other good business. And Alistair Black tries to come save them and to no prevail. Uh, there, there needs to be more of a dynamic. I don't understand why Alistair Black and Ricochet are tied to one another. Is it because of the Undisputed Era? Is it because of the belts? Is it because of Adam Cole? Whatever it is. Um, ricochet just needs more friends like he has friends in keith lee he's got friends and plenty other people once again more mid-card people that should be put into these particular situations nonetheless really gay really great showing really gay great nxt episode if you don't get the wwe universe i suggest for one XT. that is the best show that wwe is putting on um it is very hit or miss with raw like out of those three hours you gotta you're losing fucking 30 minutes out of every hour due to like talking and bad storyline that's just facts Smackdown's got it dialed in because they know they only have two hours so they gotta fit in at least three matches within this two hours and they gotta be like decent you know what I mean they just gotta push and do more content and give you entertainment and everything as well NXT gets straight to it so sweet We're both here for the same reason. So let's not waste any time. Let's get into this Monday Night Raw predictions and suggestions. So we know Elimination Chamber is about a week away. So it won't be this following weekend, but it'll be the next following weekend. So I know we're going to have a slew of matches, maybe some weird singles matches, maybe some whatever matches to lead up and get the anticipation ready for Elimination Chamber. Help maybe the... I think all the the people entering on the entrance have been solidified and everything like that but I'm probably sure we're going to get, you know, we'll say maybe a Bailey versus Tamina match or something like that. More of those type of matches to get you excited for Elimination Chamber. Um I predict that we're probably going to get the announcement for a stipulation match for Becky to get reinstated into the WrestleMania picture. Um I really hope it doesn't boil down to that because if it does happen, you're already diminishing what the Royal Rumble means and what it could mean and everything that goes into it. So it's either Becky just needs to get put back into it, and they need to stop fucking around, or she's going to have to win her way for the second time into a WrestleMania picture or whatever. Um, I feel that... If everything goes planned with WrestleMania, uh, we'll get a couple months of Becky being on top and she she running raw for a odd second, but then she's going to drop that belt. And when we get that time, I hope that we can get Charlotte and Becky being like tag team champs. I think them being a tag team and really spicing up this women's tag team division, can really get some good business out of them. They're the best performers, some of the best performers on the women's division and two of the best going out into doing what they do. Uh, we've seen them time and time again be like a great, awesome pair together. So I think they can elevate and do so much more with it. As far as this immediate next week's Raw, I'm thinking another match between EC3 and Dean. And whoever wins this match is going to get a clean finish. It's not going to be like a roll-up pin or nothing like that. We're going to get a clean definitive winner. So it's either we're going to lead to we get that and we don't get anything on the pre-show for Elimination Chamber but maybe that next following Monday that we get another one and it's, you know, keep developing this whole feud because apparently EC3 versus Dean is a feud. seems like Dean is uh, very much so on his way out and whoever he can put on and put over, that's what he's going to do. So... It's a whole ultimate push to get a good look for EC3, which is cool. I just hope that he gets incorporated into another like belt situation because he never really was put into besides the inaugural NXT North American Championship match, where it was like a ladder match and EC3 and a bunch of big dudes on was on there. Um, I just hope that he gets incorporated into something bigger as well. I think we're. I know for Elimination Chamber, we have a handicap match, which I don't even understand why that's happening. Uh, We get a handicap match of Finn versus Leo Rush and Bobby Lashley for the Intercontinental Belt. I don't understand why the Inter IC Belt is being defended in a handicap match, but boy, if Finn pulls this off, that's exactly what they need, and it's going to be a good push, and I hope that. Uh, this helps Leo Rush and uh, I'm yeah, Leo Rush and Bobby Lashley step into the tag team division because I think that'd be a wholesome good goal for them. I like what they do and how they work together. I think they can make some really cool tandem moves, considering that you know you got a high flyer and you got a really strong dude, so again, the skies is literally the limit. Um, but I think we're gonna get another another flop match for that. More riot squad mischief and things. I think it would be dope if I suggest that the riot squad go out and they injure Sasha. They do some more stuff like that. They injure Bailey. And even if they don't win in the elimination chamber, it makes it so much more that so when they do have Sasha and Bailey win, it puts them really over because they came in first. They were fucked up from the week before, all this other type of shit. It just really, really adds to the layer of uh competition going on there and making the belts that much more prestigious they had to go through hell and high water and all this other business i still think they should win them and drop them real quickly i think we should have shades of what they do for the um all the lower belts like the nxt belts man somebody hold that belt for like a day and drop that joint real quick nonetheless that's what i would like to see with that uh Hopefully we get to see more premieres of stars that they called up. I want to see like a Lacey Evans premiere. I want to see more of Nikki Cross on Raw. Hopefully we get to see that. I want to see more of Nikki Cross matches. She had a really good match against Ruby Riot, and I think that's cool. But I think um, her and Alexa Bliss should start a feud. I think that'd be a a really, really hot marquee feud because right now neither one of them are being pushed in any title direction and neither one of them are making any tag team partners, which they both could do very easily. But I think that would help um, define Nikki Cross and give more of a push for her. But it doesn't seem like she needs more of a push because she's like the only NXT star with a call up with some merch right now. I don't see no Selena Vega merch. I don't see no Lacey Evans merch, but we definitely got that screaming Nikki Cross t-shirt coming. You know, so I think that she's in the right position and she's getting over. It just, hopefully we get to see more of a push for her. Time to layeth the smacketh down. So... This next upcoming week on SmackDown, we haven't seen R-Truth in a little bit, so I predict that we will get to see R-Truth, and maybe, hopefully, we get the developments of something that happens within that title, within the U.S. title. I don't want to see motherfucking Rusev. I don't want to see Nakamura. I want to see Andrade. I want to see Ray. I want to see Mufasa. I want to see someone completely fucking different. Completely fucking different and them going at it and making so so much more for this belt and giving some more opposite people, opposing people some chances with these belts. I do honestly want a push for our truth on these with the United States belt. I don't know if anyone follows this man on Instagram. He has taken so much pride into this belt. It's exactly what we needed and what I wanted to see happen he really treats it as a title and he's holding upholding it to a certain degree and standard so that's cool i just hope that it creates a push for a good storyline um i feel that within the smackdown division you got kofi you got xavier woods you got the we'll, we'll say you got the new day not doing too much um aj styles is up in limbo and everything right now so like there's a lot of people that can be going for this belt. And what's going on with Daniel Bryan, it seems that there's no definitive rival for him. AJ has been, I think we can push AJ out the picture. Not to say that we don't want to see him on a big title run. I think that if we ultimately make him have a switch and go to the red brand for a hot second. Um, and him and Seth go at it for a little bit and just create... Just create and create more different uh, opportunities and things. There's just a lot more people on this on the uh, blue brand. I think can do more. I think if Nakamura uh, came after Daniel Bryan, I think Rusev went after Daniel Bryan. These people that I was saying, I was like, damn, I don't want to see them go with our truth, is because you got that. Now give us more, make them do more. Hell, where is Rey Mysterio? Uh, and I know, like you know, he's only here for a small period of time, but you know, make him make him give some pushes. He's doing a really good job of getting Andre seeing almost over. I just wish that it was more of a transition in doing that. Um, where is Asuka. Uh, hopefully, we actually get to see her within this next week or the next upcoming weeks, and we get to see more of the women division. Uh, Lacey Evans, we don't get any Lana, we don't. Um, there's not really too many Carmella matches anymore. Uh, you know, I, I know her and Naomi are in the elimination chamber, but nonetheless, you got all these you, Zelina Vega, you got all these different people. And all these different women that don't really compete within division. I just hope that we start moving towards something going on with Oscar Because right now, she's pulling a Brock Lesnar. And she hasn't been on shit since the Royal Rumble. I don't feel like she's... I think she's had one match since the Royal Rumble. And I wish that we made more of a push to get her to go do things. Uh, I think... That we're not gonna get the stipulation called for on Raw for Becky. I think something else is gonna happen where, uh, she's gonna come out on SmackDown. She's gonna fuck up something. She's gonna do something. She's just gonna keep creating like excerpts and things. Expect some shades of uh Stone Cold Steve Austin. Expect you know what I'm saying. Becky just popping up doing some. Um, behind the scenes, cutaways type shit. That's what I really see that's going to happen with her and everything on that level as far as like the push for the road to WrestleMania. Um, They're going to set up all that they can for Elimination Chamber. And I feel that the promo that they cut with the Usos versus Shane and uh, The Miz, I think we got like two more pay-per-views, at least one more pay-per-view of that. Shane and The Miz versus The Usos, which is all cool, fine. I think The Usos are going to win those belts at WrestleMania. If not WrestleMania, slightly before WrestleMania and still retain them shits there. Um, I just wish that you, when you make this push and transition and it's Shane and The Miz are really working together, I just, it just feels so very temporary and it looks very temporary um there's just more tag teams in that division that could do more but i just hope that it's a push to get someone over so maybe let's 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 make some more predictions and and suggestions let's say the usos don't do it and this is the point in time where shane and the miz can get heavy machinery over or vice versa where the revival does that so it's a very good point in time for the tag team division because it's you know i'd be happy for like being one of those budding tag teams is this might be the time i get my pushing catapult So hopefully something creative like that does happen within the SmackDown brand. We hope to see more Asuka. We hope to see more actual competitors and people coming out. I would actually like to see a Lacey Evans and Asuka feud. I would love to see that or Asuka and continue to do Asuka versus Iconics feud. So once the Elimination Chamber blows over, I predict to see something more with her and that actual women's division on SmackDown. So next on the menu is NXT. In the immediate future, I predict another Cassius Ono versus Keith Lee match probably next week. Um, I predicted that the Velveteen Dream versus Gargano match was going to be this week. I think we're not going to get that until after Elimination Chamber. I think we're going to get that probably that Wednesday or so after. Um, I wish that they would do more to shape the mid-card division. So let's say... This week uh Bobby and Bobby Fish and Kylo Roddy, you know, establish that they're going to get back together and you know the original tag team is gonna go for those belts for what say for once they once had and all this other type of shit. So that leaves Adam Cole and Roddy to go off and do more. So I wish Adam Cole was making a push to go at see Ci- uh Champa right now. I think that would be a good feud and a good match and like just two heels really going at it and Maybe that'll help push Adam Cole on a whole different front. I don't Adam Cole don't need a push, but I think that right there creates a a pretty smooth dynamic, a pretty epic dynamic. It's almost like um the Rock and Stone Cole. they were both baby faces, but it almost seemed like they were they're both heels because of how the mic worked and how they did things. But they were just crazy over. So I think now that's just, you know, something of a good play on characters for one another. I hope to see more of, like I said, that mid card division thickening up. You got uh Gulak. You got Dijak. You got, Ono, oh you got Riddle. You got uh, Bobby. F- I'm sorry. Roger strong. All these different guys right here. You got um, uh, Alberto Carrero. Um, it's just a bunch of dudes. Bunch of dudes who are just in, in just in limbo, and I think that if they all started making a push and for the North American Championship and just creating more of that dynamic, it'll bring more to the belt. It add it just make it seem like there's more people, more competing, and just more and more and more. Uh, Johnny Wrestling has not put that belt up yet. We frankly we haven't really seen him um, with too much action. Uh, just some talking from last week or whatever like that. And I think the week prior to that, I think since winning the belt, Johnny hasn't really wrestled like that one too. Um, But just to see more and just to have them do more and just pick up and get at it. Uh, I like what they did with the tag team division, but it seems like right now they just made a shift and street profits are the ones trying to make a ultimate push. Like they're the number one tag team, but They just lost last week to Forgotten Sons. And it seems like, I don't know, everyone forgot about it. Once again, I'm on a roll of that. Nonetheless, they're trying to thicken up their division. And I wish they did this across the board. Um, But with the War Raiders doing what they're doing, I feel that it's going to be a while before anyone faces them for those belts. It's going to be a while before we see a War Raiders match. We're going to get more things of this. uh, Them jumping in crowds and beating up people and just, you know, just more mayhem. But actual match, match, I don't think we're going to get that until like the next takeover or something. Um, Which is, which is cool, but they got to build and build and build and make all these things worthwhile and all that type of stuff. So I see that happening. Um. I wanna see a new competitor for Champa's belt. Uh let's say hell we don't get Adam Cole to finally go for it. Uh maybe a small rivalry with Keith Lee or uh Matt Riddle or just anyone. Just you know, just bring some more diversity to NXT. To me, it's the most diverse brand. They got a lot of different people. I think if we got um Shit, Candace LeRae versus uh Shayna Blazler. I know we've had that and we've had Candace going for the NXT belt before, but, you know, bring it, bring something else to the table or put her into the main roster or just doing more with that, just adding more variety to it. I like the testing of the talent that they have down there and everybody's making this ultimate and grand push. I just hope it just brings more diversity to the nxt brand i don't think we've got a official premiere on nxtv from casey canazaro uh she was the little spider monkey girl from the royal rumble with one of the most creative uh, eliminations and things so hopefully we get to see that um hopefully she gets to premiere and do something more um I feel like Eero Shirai is probably going to be the next person to have a title match with Shayna Blazer. I just hope that it doesn't become a a few squash matches between Eero and Bianca Belair. Bianca Belair is finally getting some steam behind her. It seemed like she was having people starting to rally for her. And they just go and make this terrible heel turn once a fuck again. So I feel that they do more with Bianca um maybe she doesn't win this belt maybe she gets um humbled and we you know it it brings her down and you know she stops with this whole undefeated thing it just works into the EST just making that Bianca Belair has like the potential to be on like some young Hulk Hogan games like you know what i mean like She should be out here super faced up talking about like eat your vitamins and fucking say your prayers. Like, you know what I mean? You got to be the strongest, the fastest, the smartest, all these things like that should be Bianca Belair's character. And she was very close to having this face turn. Um, But. Nonetheless, I think NXT has a very budding division and they offer a lot of room for growth. To me, this brand has the most potential, so it's always exciting to see what goes on. I'm not sure when the next takeover is, but I think by that time we should probably have like some different champs. I think we might get something. I think, in my opinion, man, it's time for Shayna Blazer to drop that belt and just like move on to greener pastures. But they need her in NXT for the other two, for Marina Shafir and Jesse Duke. They wouldn't survive without her. Not to saying that they couldn't wrestle and live or things like that, but like character wise, they both suck on the mic. They need someone like that. They need they need the tutelage. So Shane has gotta be there for a hot second, but that belt could be used for more good and put on someone else to get them a more skyrocket and prominent thing. Well, I think that's going to conclude this week's prediction and suggestion show. I'm Starks. I'll tell you guys peace. And always, always, always remember to stay true and remember keep killing shit.